0: Today on Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, finding a mentor for your Erotic Awakening.
1: Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now.
0: Hi Don. Hi Dan. Welcome to another episode of Erotic Awakening. Glad you could join me. Thank you. You have quite the busy schedule Me? You (laughs) too. I suppose we both have a busy (laughs) schedule. We both have a busy schedule. Speaking of which, that brings us, uh, we have just gotten back from an event in Cleveland, Ohio.
1: Kinko de Mayo.
0: Si. Si senor. Si. And we got our um, sombreros and we got our kink on and we got to run the Scarlet Sanctuary and we had about 22 people come through for Sacred Touch.
1: So and this is just a fabulous, fabulous event in itself. So we go back every year. And this is the first year that we've run um Scarlet Sanctuary there. So it's a little smaller space, but we worked it out really well and like you said had twenty two people come through. So receiving Sacred Touch.
0: Worked out really well. We had a um really nice people volunteering to help us as well. Oh
1: absolutely. Can't do it without the volunteers that help us out in, in the sanctuary.
0: And we met some really nice people out there, met some fabulous people, made some new contacts. So looking forward to telling some stories about Kinko de Mayo in shows coming up. Fabulous. So every week on the show we go through these list of ways you could contact us. If right, you wanted to right, we do, so why would anybody want to contact us? You listen, you you know you you, pre, you press play, you hit stop, end of show. why would they want to get a hold of us?
1: Well, maybe they have a show idea, so that could be one reason, sure, or sure maybe you want to be interviewed, so we love to interview new people on different topics and. Maybe you have a book to share, one you want to talk about, or maybe a kink that you would really like to spread the word about, anything like that.
0: Oh, yeah. Or maybe you have an event coming up, e.b. one of the leather events, BDSM events, sacred sexuality events, kinky camping trip, polyamory event, we don't care. Maybe you have an event you'd like to pimp, and that'd be a good reason to contact us as well. We are a... A volunteer organization here at Erotic Awakening, and we are all about helping each other out. If you have something that is a non-commercial organization that you would like to get the word out about, give us a holler. We'd be happy to spread the word.
1: Yep, put it out there for you. Would love it. So we have a few ways to contact us.
0: We do. You could do email, Awakening at bluecatservices.org.
1: Or there's a contact form on the website. So, again, it's at bluecatservices.org.
0: Good old voicemail, 209-309-0054, leave a message.
1: Um, You can find us at FetLife under the group Erotic Awakening.
0: Or good old Twitter. You can follow Dane and Dawn. We're easy to find. We're everywhere. (laughs) Uh, Lee Harrington was saying how easily she is to be stalked now on the Internet. And it says, yes, we have joined the club of people that are easy to be stalked. (laughs)
1: so easy to find
0: So today on the show mm-hmm. we're talking about finding a mentor and towards the end of the show we'll have a bunch of links for the different kinds of mentors we talk to and some contacts you can get a hold of if that's what you want to do But in our lifestyle and when I say our lifestyle since we go all over the place There's often talk about finding mentors, and they use different words for mentors as we go along. Tantrikas will talk about finding gurus. In sacred sexuality, a lot of time they'll talk about advisors, or sometimes they'll talk about counselors. The reason this topic came up for me is because, um, as some of you out there know and may not know, I am a practicing Buddhist, and our last topic of conversation at the old Sangha was about having teachers. Should you have a teacher? Do you need a teacher? Does it enhance your practice to have a teacher? And prior to that, in my uh, younger, wilder days, <laughs> I found myself requiring a sponsor. Which, um, And so many of the 12-step groups and the self-help groups recommend getting a sponsor. And the idea of a sponsor is somebody who's been there before you and knows what you're going to go through and can say, yeah, I did that. Here's what I did. Here's how I got through it. Here's what I would advise based on my experience.
1: Or even point you in the right direction if they couldn't help you out with a specific topic. They would at least have contacts of people that could help you out.
0: Absolutely. And when we think about a, either a Buddhist teacher or even a, a career mentor, someone at your at your job and who's mentoring you along your path there, same idea along the way. Finding people that have had the experience that you're approaching, that have gone through it, or similar experiences, and how they dealt with it. Or, as Don said, sometimes the best thing a mentor can do is say, I don't know. Go ask Joe. I think Joe dealt with that once. Mm-hmm. You know. So, in the BDSM world, people talk about getting mentors, and let's talk about that for a little bit. Um, because I personally disagree with what I hear most people say BDSM mentor should be.
1: Well, what do they
0: say it should be? A lot of people seem to think that it is appropriate for masters or tops or dominants to mentor submissives or slaves or bottoms.
1: So, well, you would think that you would want a dom mentoring a dom and a sub mentoring a sub. That's my logic anyway.
0: I I personally agree, but a lot of people disagree. So, earlier in the show, we were talking about reasons to contact us. Well, here's a reason. If you think we're full (laughs) of shit, feel free to tell us. And if you leave a a courteous voicemail, I'd be happy to play it and and show your, your viewpoint on this one. But today we're going to talk, you know, here's our viewpoint. And our viewpoint is if you're going to find a BDSM mentor, you want to find a peer. If you're a submissive when a, when, a, when a dominant act works with a submissive, that's called... Training. Yes.
1: So there is a difference between training and mentoring. So mentoring is a peer-to-peer relationship, whereas training, I mean, you know, just call it what it is. If, it, if it's training, it is something different. So neither good nor bad.
0: And, and one of the key differences to me is that mentoring requires a level of trust, and you can say, oh, well, all BDSM relationships require a level of trust, and training requires a level of trust, and these things are true. But mentoring requires this different level of trust where you understand and the person that's mentoring you understand is that what you're doing is at the request of the person being mentored to benefit them. And I think sometimes when we go into training, you would say, oh, well, that it does benefit the, the submissive in this situation. But it's a little more clear, it's a little less confused, it's a little more cut and dried, I believe, when it's a peer, mentoring a peer. The trick is there that there is no hidden agenda, there's no room for you to even have doubts that there's something more than a simple mentoring relationship going on. Right. For example... If I am training a submissive and I say, suck my cock, I've got a reason to do that. And it may well be because I like my cock sucked. Right. In a mentoring relationship, <laughs> as a submissive, you want to be able to say, wow, why, why, why would you want me to do that? I don't understand how that's going to benefit my path. And for a mentor to be able to say, well, when my master tells me to suck his cock, it means da-da-da. And I should respond this way. And I should find this joy in it, or I should simply respond without thinking, or whatever. Right.
1: It can be a back-and-forth conversation, where a training, you would take it on faith. So, with mentoring, I want to be able to ask questions and ask reasonings, and actually, you know, absorb it, and see if it works for me. And, I mean, because even though you have a mentor, you don't always take their advice. Sometimes it would probably be easier if we did in the long run, you know, but... We don't always do that. Whereas with training, you know, the Dom is not always going to explain why he's doing things.
0: And I also, for myself, I am a little leery of everybody. <laughs> I'm a little leery of everybody, I guess. You know, what is it you're really after? Are you really... a Mentoring should be a very selfless situation. And I like the distinction of when a peer mentors a peer... Uh, it's a lot more opportunity for it to be selfless you know when when recently we were at an event and i heard someone say well i'm mentoring four submissives right now and for them it was a badge of honor how many submissives they were mentoring and um, i don't really think that for myself is what the mentoring situation is for
1: oh it makes sense Well, doms need mentoring, too. So how is a dom being mentored out of a situation where he's, quote, mentoring submissives? That would still be training.
0: You know, what about, well, so do doms need mentoring?
1: I believe so. I mean, when we first got into the lifestyle uh, years back, we were looking for a dom mentor. I was looking for a submissive mentor, you know, going from vanilla land to submissive world, I had a lot of questions that only another submissive could answer. And we looked for a DS couple that could mentor us that had run the 24-7 route before. So there's all different styles or all different types of people that can be mentors.
0: But, but, but I'm a domly dom. What could anyone else teach me?
1: <laughs> I don't think a dom can just jump right into it. There's natural abilities, but there's still... Processes. There's still things that they have to learn how to do.
0: You mean it's more than just putting the word master in front of my name in a chat room? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, this is, of course, very true. There's many situations that we come up with as, as dominants, as masters, that we don't expect to happen. And, and let's face it, my upbringing was to do the opposite of many of the things that I do now.
1: So what, okay, so Dom's needing mentoring. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've run a roundtable before so that we could mentor each other. You know, when we didn't find a one-on-one mentor, we created a group and had like a DS roundtable where we could all kind of like mentor each other just by being open about how we lived our lifestyle. So questions would come up. You know, I am the Dom. The trash needs to be taken out. Who takes out the trash? Do I make the submissive do it? Or... I'm the male, in this instance, you know, so I should do it. And just to hear the feedback and what's worked for other people.
0: One of the situations that we faced was uh, many years ago when we were a little more zealous in our master-slave relationship, I lost my job. And as you were the only person working, it just made sense to me that since I was home that I should grocery shopping and laundry and stuff like that. And it's nice to be able to talk to, you know, if you just say that on some of these internet chat rooms, people are going to respond by saying, oh, no, 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 that's completely beneath you. Um, and there's some questions about whether how real these people on internet chat rooms are, you know, but when you're sitting with someone, you're sitting with them face to face, you can see how they live. You can see how they relate to other people and to the people that submit to them. Um, these are people you're going to be able to trust to lead you in some advice, to be able to ask questions of. And, you know, when they give you an answer, it's not coming from a place of, I am a superior creature because I have the word master in front of my name, hear me roar. You know, but from people that have perhaps a similar relationship structure that you have,
1: Right. So Dan would be able to bring up questions like that, you know, and talk to other people that had lived it. And there was someone in the group that had gone through the same thing and they shared how they responded. And, you know, as a submissive, it's like, okay, I'm going out and working, but I also want to take care of your house. So there's feelings, you know, about that as well, you know, that need to be overcome. And it's easier when you talk with another peer. So...
0: Now what about what about if I just want to learn how to swing a bullwhip? Do I need a mentor for that? I would think so. Is that a mentor or is
1: that a teacher, though?
0: Yeah. See, now there. When we talk about BDSM from a physical skill perspective, we're talking about teachers. I would think know. so. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, while I was thinking about this present this podcast today, was swingers are part of the lifestyle. That you don't hear anything about mentors. You don't have swing lifestyle mentors. Not that we've
1: found, anyway. Not that I'm aware of.
0: You might have peers. You might have people you hang out with and talk to about issues, but not mentors, per se. And, and maybe we're wrong about that. Maybe somebody's got some experience with that that and they'll share with us.
1: If so, yes, please share with us. So
0: I'm kind of curious. Yep. So there's one more thing about mentoring that I wanted to mention, though, and that's mentoring when it costs money. Hmm. So one of the areas, and in, in, now in the BDSM community, and the DS lifestyle, you will find classes and groups and people that will mentor for pay, but that's the rarity. That's
1: very much the rarity.
0: I, I can't, if I thought
1: hard, I could probably think of some, but none that really come to the forefront.
0: There, there's a couple that come to mind that, They have day-long gathers or, like I said, classes and such. But it's, like we said, it's the rarity, right? Now, not so rare for collecting money on the whole mentoring thing would be when you look into Tantra or sacred sexuality. Now, sacred sexuality, it really depends a lot on, because it's such a big word, such a big direction you can go. Um, there's a lot of a lot of sacred sexuality that's mixed up with uh, Western paganism, and a lot of paganism says, "Oh, never charge for anything." That's not good. Some pagans disagree with that, but when we talk about uh, neo tantra or Western tantra, mentoring normally has a cost associated with it. So, and and a high cost. So it's it's. And the same for many other modalities of sacred sexuality. You will, you will find counselors and advisors out there that that want some kind of monetary exchange for their time. And I don't want to say that these that just because somebody's charging money, it's good or bad, right? Well, some of these people are very highly educated, and it's a fair exchange. Exactly. So just you know, be careful what you look at.
1: You know. Take everything into consideration and before you part with your money.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to uh, give you a couple ideas where you can look if you say, hey, I want to find a mentor, depending on the different lifestyles you have. Uh, all of the ones that I'm going to recommend are people, all of these that we're going to list are people that we would recommend and some of them are going to cost you money and some of them aren't you need to look at it for yourself and decide if this is something that's worth it for you
1: So the first one i would like to mention is your local community finding people in your local community that you like what you see when you see how they live and even somebody you want to emulate you know for a little while and you know someone that is
0: good for you absolutely and that is really your best resource if you See somebody running around the community, somebody you respect, somebody that's doing what you want to do or lives like you want to live. We are very open normally for people walking up and say, hey, I'd like to spend a little more time with you. And maybe if that works out, we could set up kind of a formal mentoring relationship. And uh, one of the things that I've found is I've mentored and sponsored people that it is so much a two-way street. You get so much as a mentor, as a sponsor, as a counselor to other people. Absolutely, you get so much out of that. You know, being forced to reevaluate yourself when you give somebody advice and say, "Oh, well, I think you should do that," and looking in the mirror and saying, "Oh, yeah, I used to do that a lot more than I do now." Mm-hmm. Um, it's just of great benefits to both parties. So don't be afraid to go up to someone and say, "You know, I would like to." Um,
1: talk about your thoughts on this particular item. or And most of the people we know in our community would be very open to that. So lots of good people.
0: Absolutely. If you want to try some of the other resources mm-hmm. that we have in mind, for BDSM mentors, there's a group on FetLife called BDSM, BDSM mentors. mentors. Very straightforward. <laughs> Say, hey, I'm looking for a mentor in central Ohio for because I'm a new into pony play, or whatever. And people are a very big, very active group. A lot of people on there looking for mentors. Hopefully a lot of people responding as well. Mm-hmm. Another resource you can try is Relationships Diva Francesca Gentile. She is an uh, initiated shaman in four traditions, a clinical sexologist, and an empowered aging specialist, and a relationship counselor. You can find her at www. LifeDanceCenter.com
1: So And we also have uh, Tantra Gurus, so that's the label I'm giving them anyway, authors Mark and Patricia. So we've had a chance to talk with them, and they've been on Erotic Awakening in the past and talked a little bit about their path. And they can be found at www.tantrapm.com.
0: And there's also, uh, other links can be found on our website, bluecatservices.org. There's a Yahoo group called Class USA, which is a way you can a place that you can join and look around and say, hey, I'm into this, who else is into this, and can help me along the way. And we, between Dawn and I, we know a lot of people that follow a lot of
1: different paths, uh, whether it's sacred sexuality, sex magic, tantra, um, kadishti, the, the BDSM, just about any kink you can think of in bdsm the ds lifestyle swinging you name it we can probably though we may not be into it we could probably find you somebody that is
0: absolutely so if you're looking for that mentor know those resources we came up with feel free to toss us an email and we will see what we can find
1: The choice on becoming a submissive or a dominant. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan.